0: Oh, man, I just lost a chunk of my nest egg in the market whipsaw. Oh, sorry to hear that. Looks like I'll be wearing a yellow apron well into my 70s. Welcome to wall... Hey, don't get down. Get educated. Listen to the Total Financial Hour with host Air of Sundays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. What did you learn? How not to go backwards with the market, my friend, and have the opportunity to move forward with market growth. That's exactly what I need. So learn about your financial power with the Total Financial Hour, Sundays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. here on am 870. The answer. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halabi.
1: Hey, welcome to the program. Thanks for being with me, the the total financial hour. Hey, I love having you here as we talk about your family's finances, of course. Getting out of debt, managing money, planning for the future. That's what life is all about right? Uh, listen, I think it's about a few things that are pretty important. One of those, of course, is financial peace of mind. That's really what we should struggle for our whole life is security, peace of mind, maybe some sort of predictability, right? I don't know if it's at least on the expense side. It doesn't necessarily have to be on the income. If you're an entrepreneur, you know how difficult that product- <laughs> that predictability is. Uh, but you know, we give up things, don't we? As an entrepreneur, we we push back on some parts of the norms of society, and we we push forward on some others. I'm going to give you the phone number here. It's pretty important you have it. Triple eight ninety nine retire. That's eight 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 nine nine seven three eight four seven. Triple eight ninety nine retire. All right. So we get started. There's a few things to focus on here today, because I think inflation, like any financial person who's got a I don't know, high school diploma, <laughs> you could see inflation is coming around the corner. What's that going to mean to you? How, how do you plan for this? If you are going to retire now in five years, 10 years, or you've been retired for five or 10 years, how do you plan for this, knowing that it's coming around the corner? I'm going to keep it very simple for you. And I have some great solutions. This is important to know because there is a way to combat, almost like the old school days, right? I spent many years in martial arts, used to teach, Aikido jiu-jitsu was a part of what we did. And we would say, sometimes you would do verbal jiu-jitsu or ver- verbal judo, right? From the, from the police days, you'd have to learn how to communicate with people. The same thing happens with your communication with your money. You see, if you think that you're just going to put money into a savings account or under your pillow or in a sack in the bedroom or something, it just doesn't happen. It doesn't work for you. There's pros and cons. Accessible in five seconds. Not security, not secure from, from a bad guy or from a fire, from a flood. It's not accessible to any interest, you're not making any money on it. So you lose money on it. Effectively every year as inflation grows two or three or four or five percent. That's how much your money is going backwards, because it's not keeping up with inflation. So what is inflation? Well think of it this way: in your world, You have to be clear that some of the money, some of the things that you will buy today will be less money than if you buy them in a year, but nothing in those items will change. In other words, if you're going to buy a car, it's the same car. It has four tires, the same insides, nothing changes a year from now. Just that there's way too many dollars floating around. So the cars themselves will say, uh, the, the car dealers, listen, if you want one, you can have a car. But there's so many dollars around, I can and will charge more money because it's not going to hurt you. And it's the cycle that says, as I charge more money, I have to pay my people more money to make the cars. And then when I have to pay the people more money to make the cars because when they go out to lunch or to dinner after work, they have to pay more money at the restaurant. It's why the minimum wage rule doesn't work. Thomas Friedman, you can search for him. They haven't banned him yet. Try to find him and and listen to his conversation on minimum wage. It's extremely logical. Thomas Friedman, he's an economist who's very clear on a few things. And one of those is when you look at the minimum wage system, it always hurts the people on the bottom. It doesn't hurt the people on the top. It doesn't hurt most Americans. It hurts retirees. It hurts those on a fixed income. It hurts those that have Social Security or a union pension, or both. It doesn't hurt the person who owns the fast food restaurant because he has a choice. He'll either go out of business or he'll raise the prices. So a hamburger that once cost $3 will cost $3.50. This is important as you, in retirement, become a consumer of things, not a producer of things. So as more people are going to retire, they will produce less. Well, you might volunteer, you might work part-time, but you're not producing goods or services. In fact, what you're doing is the Florida model, which is brilliant, by the way. You see, Florida decided a long time ago, send us your Boston, city of Detroit, state of Michigan, state of Ohio, send us those very rich pensions, From your socialist unions, the folks will retire without any snow on the ground. They'll be able to live very comfortably, be outside nearly every day of the year. And now we're going to have a group of people that do not take a job, but they provide jobs. Because all they do is spend money. It's a one-direction economic system. They receive revenue for work done years and decades earlier from another place. And then they turn around and spend that money and produce jobs in a place where that income is not taxed. You see, a lot of folks think, well, there's no, you know, it's very inexpensive to live in Florida. Well, it depends. It is. Texas, yeah, sure. But how do you earn your money? So in the next half an hour, we're going to get into that, how to adjust and live, how to decide where you're going to live in retirement based on how you earn your money, not how much you make but how you earn it. So you and your wife, your kids, your husband, you're going to make a decision. You're going to decide where am I going to live? What does that look like? But inflation is coming around the corner. So here's how we beat it. We know that Social Security almost never goes up. And if it does, the increase in your Social Security check is offset immediately by an increase in Medicare payments. Whether it's Part A, Part B some supplemental, it usually comes in the front door and goes out the back door. There's almost no change. So whatever you retire at in Social Security, whatever age that is, I want you to tie that income because it's now fixed and forever to a fixed and forever expense. This is the secret in my opinion. If you're going to say, my Social Security check is $2,000 a month, and that's it, it's going to be that way forever, then I want to make sure your house payment is not more than $2,000 a month. You see, because if you get a house uh, you know, house note today, refinance, uh, second mortgage, whatever it is, it's a fixed payment, or it better be, for the next 15 or 20 or 30 years. Now, on a side note, my recommendation, since inflation is coming, is to get a 30-year loan, not a 10 or a 15-year loan. Now, I'm sorry to Dave Ramsey, who's one of my protégés. I appreciate him. Nice guy. I agree with most of the stuff he says, but he's wrong there because money is free three percent two point eight seven five three point two five tax benefits inflation it's basically free so now if you're a fool with your money and the choice is a fool with their money that's homeless in other words you can't afford your home or a fool with your money and at least you have a place to live as you begin to hoard things then. That's then I'm okay with you at least having a place to live, so pay off your house. But if you're listening to this show and many others, there's a lot of good shows here on this station. I mean, we're, we're good about that. Variety of ideas and concepts. It's what you want. Then, I'm assuming you're not going to be a fool with your money. I think you understand something very important. Number one, if you have a fixed union pension, because a lot of the trade unions... They're not going to give you a pay raise. Local whatever, Teamsters, IATSE, they have reasonably good benefits. But usually my what I have found is their pensions never increase. If you retire at $2,600 a month or $1,900 a month, that's it. That's your pension forever. So tie it to an expense that also doesn't increase. And that's why I'm saying a 30-year mortgage. Now, listen, if you want to pay off your mortgage earlier, I'm all for it. You say, oh, era the next five years, I've got a consulting job. I retired, I have a pension, I have social security, and I have a consulting job. Fine. Pay off your house earlier. Double, triple, quadruple payments. I'm all for that. But if you're laid off, if one of you passes away, the payment isn't still required to be $4,000 a month. It can be 1200 Right, While you're working your second job or your third job, fine, pay your 4000 a month. But make sure it goes towards principal because a lot of these folks are sneaky that way. They'll take it and they'll add it to the back end of the interest. Oh, yeah, 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 this is for your benefit. No, no, no. Principal payment now, please. You have to put it on the check when you send it in. You have to put it in the notes or the comments if you do it electronic payment. And you need to turn around and verify it. And not just once. But every single month, you have to verify that it's going towards the principal. I'm sorry it's a little bit of a pain, but yes, you got to do it. The other part of it is when or if somebody passes away or gets sick or loses their job or a divorce or another death in the family that, that distracts you from working because you're just tied up with a lot of things, then you're not required to pay that higher payment. You can pay the lower payment, and you're not going to be evicted. If it's a ten or a fifteen year loan, you miss one, they start foreclosure proceedings. This way, you could still be paid off in ten or fifteen years, or twenty years, whatever your 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 idea is. And yes, you'll pay a little bit more in interest. I I don't I don't mind. The interest is so minor in an inflationary con- environment, it's it's almost. You know, go to the soccer field or the pickleball courts, collect cans and bottles, and and there's your your interest paid extra for the year. It's that minor in the big scheme of things. So fixed payment, you have a social security check or a union pension. Let's tie that to things that are fixed. Now, the variable part, right? Food, utilities tend to go up. Car insurance tends to go up. That, that cost of living outside of the fixed item, that's going to come from your retirement accounts. Because we actually have retirement accounts, it's, it's kind of relatively new, I'd say, I don't know, maybe, maybe 10 years, where there have been accounts that from your IRA, your old 401k, your old retirement accounts, we can put them into a place that gives you a monthly income stream Whenever you want to start it. One year, five years, 10 years, whenever you want. It doesn't have to be 10 years from now, 15 years. No, no, no. We can start it in 30 days. And in many cases, we do. So you start that income stream and it increases. Every year that the market goes up, you can have an increase in your paycheck. So we use that for cost of living. Can you see the difference? What we're doing is we're using cost of living increases Uh, items, expenses that increase over time, we are using assets, uh, products, vehicles that increase over time. So by doing that, you might say, listen, I have a car note. I have an RV. Great. If you buy an RV today and it's a, I don't know, 15-year loan, the payment today is the same as it is in 14 and a half years. The payment does not increase. So we just ensure that your, your, your payments, right? Social security, union pensions, whatever, can pay for those things. So I want you to add up all of your expenses that are fixed, your income that is fixed, and make sure that your income that is fixed is higher than your expenses that are fixed. I'll say it again because I know it can be a little confusing without a whiteboard. <laughs> As you know me, I love my whiteboards. I guess Carl Rove uh, and I have something in common. Probably that's about it, but that's something. <laughs> if you took it and you were to say, "What are my fixed increase? Uh, sorry, my fixed income, and it's going to be Social Security, it's going to be pension, it could be a, a payout, right? Some of you receive payouts. We've covered this before, where it is that." pay off that that you receive from um, a dog bite or a workers' comp settlement where it's the same every month, every month, every month for four years, 10 years, whatever it might be. Okay, so we want to add up the amount of money that you're going to receive or that you are receiving that is never going to change. That's the fixed number. And then we're going to find things like house payment, RV, car payment, things that are the same. We call them Fixed debt versus revolving credit, fixed credit, revolving credit. Revolving credit would be like a credit card. As you pay more or as you charge more, the payment can go up and down. So in the fixed payment world, it doesn't work that way. There's a fixed time. 60 months, 120 months. It's paid off. So by taking your fixed debt and your fixed income, we want to match those up. And I want your income to be higher. And someday, certainly if you come in, I'd like for you to come in and see us if you can. We could do Zoom and, and uh, what is it, Microsoft Teams and FaceTime. We can do all, all sorts of those video chatting stuff if you're more comfortable doing that. And we'll go over your individual situation. Is there a way to create income that increases over time to offset the expenses that increase over time? All right, here's a great idea. We've talked about this before. You guys have seen it pensions. Okay, good. Social security, yep. But what about rental property? See what happens to rents over time. That's right. They go up, don't they? Every year you could raise them 2 or 3%, depending on the market, of course. But if you have a payment on that rental property, let's say your payment is $1,000 a month. So your payment is $1,000 a month and the rent is 1500 a month. Now, in a high inflationary environment, will the rents stay at 1500 a month? No, they increase, don't they? So as they go up over time, but what happens to your house payment on your rental property? <laughs> That's right. It stays at $1,000 a month. So you're getting that same condition. You have a fixed debt for the next 30 years. It's a, it's a rental property. Maybe you'll pay it off sooner, but I still want the longest possible time frame. If you want to add money to the principal, go ahead. That's fine with me. I don't I don't mind. I like it. But you're not going to lose the house by having to, to pay a higher payment. And if you have one or two or three bad months and you fall behind, it's very difficult. So a rental property where you are, are paying out a lower amount... That can work. And now that spread, the difference between the rents and the costs start to increase. You can use that for inflationary items like car insurance, like gasoline, entertainment, food. I mean, that really starts to to kind of become nice, I think. Because we're seeing and expect inflation to continue for a while. Because I'll tell you something that's pretty interesting. President Biden has very little of his faculties left. I don't think he's an evil guy. I think he's a slimy politician, but I don't think he's evil. That's God's job is to judge his soul, not mine. But I do think somebody else is pulling the strings. No question about it. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know he loses his mind. The problem is the international pressure. You see, most of the world uses the U.S. dollar, uses the currency. You can go to to uh, the bank of whatever, Brazil and Japan. And they have American dollars in their safes, in their headquarters, their Fort Knox, if you will. I mean, of course, they have gold in their own currency, but the stability is in American dollars. And if President Biden is going to flood the system with trillions more dollars than the dollars that are held in the Bank of France and Saudi Arabia and China, the, the banks that have physical dollars will end up having those dollars worth a lot less because there's more of them on the floor. What kind of pressure, what kind of problems do you think will happen? Maybe your mind doesn't go there. Maybe it's not something you're familiar with. But I can tell you the idea that President Biden has any clue on how to manage a country, he doesn't. I don't think he did when he had all of his faculties. I think he was just, uh, you know, a plagiaristic, uh, slimy individual. Right, right? I, I think he—you've you, heard me say this. I'll say it again, especially for those of you that are new to the program. The, the, the villain in the story is Jill Biden. Jill is the spouse, a long-time spouse. How they got together is up to you to think if if it's moral or not. That's not my my conversation today. Regardless, she is his spouse. And ladies, we count on you to keep us from looking silly, from walking out of the restroom with our shirt tails sticking out, to to tell us if we have parsley in our teeth at the dinner party. Right? Just like you would count on me. Hey, Lay, uh hey hey, hey sweetie. Uh you know, you have lipstick on your teeth, right? I don't want you to look, I don't want my wife to look silly. It'll be 30 years next month. 30 years is a long time. Probably longer for me than her. Just kidding. (laughs) It's a long time. And if you don't have each other's back during that period of time, then what kind of team are you? Right? I mean, there's a proper way to to approach your spouse and say, hey, sweetie, I think, I think you've had too much to drink. Come on, let's go. Hey, you know what? What you said there was a little bit rude. Come on. let's. I know that you're angry about something, but here, come on. Right? You understand me? And so when she knows that he has lost his faculties, she knows it. She is willing for power to have him look like a fool on the international stage, trip and fall, not once, but three times, To to be a guy who who forgets names and places and even the 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 candidacy in which he was uh, applying for and running for the, the, the office, right? And instead, she wants the power. I, maybe I, I don't know. If that's her motivation. It's just a guess. She wants to be known as. So I'm telling you, the villain in the story are not. It, it's not the political operatives of the Democratic Party because they're always villains. But you don't put it past a spouse whose job it is is to keep an eye and watch on it, right It's a team in my family, it's team Hallaby. that's our job. keep an eye on each other. So I share that with you because who's watching the hen house when the fox is you know singing to the stars <laughs> when the fox is in the corner. Because nobody is watching the hen House. That's the, that's the story. So, I don't know, maybe it's uh, Kamala Harris and her, her team that's kind of circling the wagons, just waiting and waiting. I told you before, my, my thought is, before the end of summer, he will be out. I know she wants to keep him in two years and ten minutes. Because if she can, then she gets to run two more terms. If you think the United States is a different place today than it was two years ago, just Wait until she gets 10 years in office. The only thing we can hope for, if you're not a fan of uh, Mr. Biden and and, uh, Ms. Harris, the only thing you can hope for is she takes over within the next few months and then loses in three and a half years. That's the best case scenario, because they will do everything they can to undermine the United States. And part of that is to create chaos. And I think the chaos that they will create is inflation because everything that you're doing in the economic world has a consequence. And so when the cost of goods and services are going up, what happens to you and me uh, that are retired? What happens to you and I when we start thinking about our peace of mind, our safety? What happens to us when... When you're starting to think about the future of your children or your grandchildren. Aren't you uneasy? Can you say Jimmy Carter? 18% inflation. Some of you got so angry. I remember when I first started saving in a money market account, I received a 7% interest. I remember 7%. That was the interest I was receiving. As if I did something. And when they lowered it to 5%, I thought, oh, you scoundrels. Okay, well, I was 18 years old. I didn't know what I was doing, but I thought they did something. It's such a much larger system. And I think it's their job on the left to create chaos. Manage inflation well. When we come back, I'm going to give you kind of a a story and a way to walk through this part, to retire in a place that works right for you and to have a very little impact in your financial life when these crazies decide to turn on the faucet. All right? Stay with me, guys. 888-99-RETIRE. 888-997-3847. We'll be right back on the Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Halliby. Higher income strategy.
0: Learn from Arab Hallaby. Learn about financial power. The total financial hour. Now, Arab has a plan for me. Higher income strategy. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour.
1: Now higher income strategy. Learn from
0: Arif Halaby.
1: Hey, welcome back to the program. I'm Arif Halaby. Total financial hour and your place for news, talk, and information. We try to talk about your family's finances, right? really try to kind of put you in a place to where you can learn about getting out of debt and managing money and planning for the future. Here's a big part of it. For many of you, retiring outside of what you thought was home, right? Outside of where you grew up, outside of what you called normal is the answer. Now, listen, sometimes it's the cost of housing. Have you not seen the way that it's growing at astronomical rates? right? I mean, the the value of selling your home and saying, gosh, you know, I don't realize that this home would, I'd have hundreds of thousands of dollars in equity when I retired. I mean, I knew homes go up in price over time off and on, but man, is it, it's difficult to just cash it all in and leave, but man, that just might be my only option. So I want to share that with you because a lot of what you're thinking might be that you have to cash in your house. It might be that you have to cash in your main asset in order to, to live comfortably. But for many of you, it's leaving outside of California. It's outside of uh, Utah. It's outside of our, our home states. But can you say the impact of people leaving California is, is affecting our real estate prices around the world? or leaving the higher prices of some cities and coming into other cities? It's affecting the rest? Yeah. So let's go over that. If I'm trying to retire in a different state, then I need to select the state that fits for me. Here's a good example. If you earn your money as pension and Social Security, and then you want to live in the big house, it's time. You're, you're 55 years old. You're 60 years old. You've always wanted acreage and a lake, maybe just a large home, a big home. Finally, you, you're going to have your media room. If that is your goal is to create that kind of lifestyle, then you need to find a place that fits it. Here's a good example. Your income is coming in in a way in which it is not taxed very high or at all in most states, most states. But the house, <laughs> the property taxes in a $600,000 house in some parts of Texas, most of the nicer areas of Texas, 600000 okay, that's not bad, $1,500 a month in property taxes. 1500 that's in addition to your house payment, guys, $1,200 a month or so to 1500 per month in property taxes. Now, listen, you're retired, so you don't care about the schools. You don't care about, uh, you know, the youth center. So maybe that is not the place to retire. Certainly, there are some cities in Texas that, doesn't, that, that don't tax you the same. Or you might say, listen, I'm happy with a three-bedroom, two-bath house, and I don't mind paying five or $600 a month in uh, property tax. Perfect. Because Texas does not tax income but they do have higher property tax. That's how the counties, the cities, the districts, school districts, libraries, et cetera, that's how they raise money to pay for their, their costs. So don't forget that every city, state, county needs to raise funds in some form or fashion. There are many states, of course, like Utah and Arizona, where the income tax is a flat rate, 5%, for example. So if you are earning your income from 401k uh, distributions, from pensions, from business, from small business income that just keeps coming in, then you might say, I'm all right paying 5% because my property tax, I want the big fancy house on a lot of land or whatever it might be. So I want a lower property tax. So you can live in areas where they do not tax homes as much As others. Here's a great example. If you take a look at Las Vegas, just drive on the 15 freeway. Right? That's all you got to do. Take a look. What billboards do you see? Have you figured it out yet? Right? There's a thousand different attorneys. Everybody's better than the last person. They all have sued somebody for something. So what do you think the cost of car insurance in Southern Nevada any idea? Yeah. That's important. Because if you don't understand that you wanted a nice car or a big RV, and you're, you're asking yourself, hey, you know, I want to live in a place without any income tax. Great. So that's Florida. That's Texas. That's Nevada. And then you say, yeah, but I have an, a, a big RV and a boat and, and a fancy car. I collect cars. And you move to your place in Nevada and you realize that you're paying thousands, probably close to 5000 maybe more, 10000 per year just on car insurance. Because every time you turn around, <laughs> who's being sued? Well, the people with the insurance, right? That's you. It's not the, uh, the poor people that are being sued. It isn't the guy who's driving a 72 Pinto. So a lot of the folks that go out there and think that they're going to live in a place, we've had friends move to Nevada, Henderson, and turn around and leave. They said, gosh, you know, I have a F-250 or, you know, fancy truck, and, you know, it's a $1,000, $2,000 every six months just to insure it. So the idea of you finding a place just based on taxes, I think you need to research, how am I earning my income? Is it coming from small business? Is it coming from pensions? Is it coming from the withdrawal of my retirement accounts? Then it's what do I spend my money on? Because there are some places like Washington State, of course, they don't have income tax, but their sales tax is pretty darn high. But you go over to Oregon, they don't have sales tax, but they do have income tax. So a lot of people in Southern Washington will go over the border to buy, you know, washer and dryers and dishwasher, the larger items and save hundreds of dollars because they can, because of where they live, they do not pay income tax. And then where they shop, they do not pay sales tax. This is important as you realize the way that income is taxed in the United States and in each state for that matter. All right. Might be a little bit, you know, this might be a 202 class. So stay with me. If you are working at a job, right, 30, 40 years, it's most of us, it is called earned income. So when they tax you for social security, that's what they tax, earned income. You pay some money into Social Security, and believe it or not, your employer pays money into Social Security. You pay money into the workers' compensation plan. Your employer pays money into the workers' compensation. So for every dollar that you make, it probably costs the employer a dollar five or a dollar ten. It isn't like you say, "I want a dollar pay raise." The employer has to think, "Well, no, I, that cost me a dollar ten times this many employees." That's why when you raise the minimum wage. They're raising the minimum wage to increase money into Social Security. It has very little to do with the living standard of the person. It's one of the only ways to save Social Security, believe it or not, is to raise minimum wage. It's the people on the bottom who aren't going to have very much Social Security to begin with who most likely will be the ones paying for it. So if you earn money by earned income, going to work, then it is taxed a certain way in most of the states, different ways. Federal government even looks at it differently. If it's unearned income, dividends from your stocks, rental property, real estate in most cases, if it is withdrawing money from your 401k or your IRA, if it is a pension, if it is Social Security, that's called unearned income. That does not have all of that random taxation. Why do you think the Silicon Valley millionaires and billionaires, the CEOs of these companies will have a, 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 a pension plan system or, or a compensation plan system that works like this? Ready? My pay to run this, this large beverage company is $500,000 a year. Like, oh, okay, that's the earned income that's what's taxed that's what's what's hit hard with all the fees and the penalties and all of this stuff that the IRS charges and the state's charge okay 500,000 but my stock option plan unearned income is 2 million dollars a year so all they have to do is keep it for a year and one day and now it's taxed at one of the lowest brackets ever So they earn money through their paycheck at a much lower rate than their real, true compensation, which is unearned income, the stock options, which is the ability to buy the company stock. In other words, sometimes it's gifted to them. You can have $2 million of the company stock. Here you go. So this is important as you realize that when you retire, how are you going to make your money? I don't want you to just run or flood to the states that you think don't pay income tax and then realize that there are other expenses along the way. If you're not going to buy anything, that, that is a, a significance, right? In other words, your job is to eat out, you like life, you go to the theater, you, you go to the sports games, whatever it is that you do, that's kind of your fun thing. And there isn't a real cost behind it that is above and beyond just what normal living food, shelter, clothing, then you may not mind as much a higher sales tax. Because the things that will get hit by sales tax are going to be larger items. a $1,000 items like washer machines, uh, uh, automobiles, bikes, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, recreation vehicles. The state of California has perfected finding any way to tax anything. If you are not sure how bad the state of California is, I want you to just take a look at Los Angeles and San Francisco. In fact, for those of you in other states, specifically, let's talk about here, Utah. Let's talk about some of the folks that listen in in Nevada. If you don't think that the poison of Californians, I don't mean conservatives, conservatives are refugees, right? They're trying to leave the state, they're coming to you. Yes, they're charging, they're, you know, they're raising the prices of your houses, I get it. They're making the price of some of our things, you know, higher, I, I understand. But the idea ideolo- uh, the ideology of progressives leaving the state of California and poisoning Franklin, Tennessee, Plano, Texas, Jacksonville, Florida, St. George, Henderson, Nevada, Tucson, Arizona. If you don't think the progressive's coming in and saying, well, we need to do this, and th-, I'm telling you, do not let them get a foothold. They will try everything. They're going to ban plastic straws and bags, and you're going to say, oh, that's so silly. Oh, that's nothing. Oh, it's just it's just, oh yeah, who cares? Yeah, we'll give into that. You cannot. You cannot give into anything. They're trying to change the name of Dixie State University. I, I mean, can you understand symbolism over substance? Instead of addressing why is it that fathers leave the homes, impregnate many women? Leave the homes of a lot of minority communities and they're they're on the system, the dole, if you will, the welfare system, the child protective services now are called because no neglect and on. But why don't we talk about that? What does that have to do with the name of a university? What does it have to do with the name of a hospital? You think that actually makes a difference or does that just make us feel good? Do we get to check a box and say, whew, I gave it the office. Uh, uh, yeah, I did my good for the day. Where is it that somebody is going to stand up? Uh, I got an idea. It's called courage. Oh, well, we're not going to have high schools named after the Indians. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to change the name of Washington Redskins. And, and, oh, I know. Let's uh, get rid of Jefferson High School and Washington uh, Elementary School. What? What what does that have to do with anything? Why don't you stand up? Right? We turn around with reparations. What is President Obama going to take money out of his left pocket and put it in his right pocket because he's biracial? The white part of him is going to pay the, the black part of him? And why aren't you standing up and saying, did you know that there were hundreds, if not thousands of black freed people that owned slaves back in colonial and, and uh, early America? Yeah, yeah. Black people owned black slaves. Why don't you find the descendants of that those black slave owners to pay the black? Uh, I mean, do you understand how ridiculous this is? And all of you are afraid of being called a name or having some protest signs out in front of your house. So when they say we're going to change the name because it's offensive, really? You gave somebody else that much power. You know, when a young person comes along and says, oh, I'm offended. I'm like, are you really serious that you gave up that much power to give me control? over offending you? I own that part of you? When will you stand up and be responsible for your own emotions, be responsible for your own feelings, be responsible for your own actions? Instead, everybody's running around saying, I'm offended about being offended, and then the way you looked at me, and then the way you said that, and the colors that you used, and you used the words him and her, and not the other 72 genders that... Uh, The state capital, of Sacramento says that you can put on your driver's licenses. (laughs) Yeah, 72. And instead of you guys calling BS on the story, you go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can see how we offended people over the years. I I tell my kids when someone when they were little, you make me mad, right? Or daddy, uh, you make me sad or something, right? When the kids were little and they didn't get ice cream for breakfast. I said, listen, sweetie, nobody can make you mad and nobody can make you sad. We would talk about Paul in prison. He chose joy over resentment. You want to run around and be a victim about everything, about everybody, and about all the time. Maybe you can understand that being a victim gives you a little bit less power. If you think you're going to retire in a place and then just sit around and let the rest of the legislature in the state or the city or the county decide about your future, I'm telling you, get involved. Because they're going to raise taxes. You guys heard me. The state of California, they have a water runoff tax in in Southern California. Water runoff tax. Here's what that means. The six times a year that it rains in Southern California... They do a satellite image of your home. They look at the roof lines, the patio, the driveway. In other words, the non-porous, the non-mud, the non-grass area. And then per square foot, they charge you a tax. So if you have a 10,000 square foot lot and 8,000 square foot is covered with cement or patio cover or roof line, then you pay a tax on that. And guess what? Do you think that will ever go down? <laughs> no. Every year, they every couple of years, they raise it a little bit. Why? Well, because we haven't raised it for a while. So with inflation coming, we have to raise it. Instead of asking themselves, hey, why aren't we responsible for the way we spend money? Why do we have six people watch one guy dig a hole with a shovel? Maybe, just maybe, we're spending money we shouldn't, and we can give a discount back to the people. <gasps> no. No, we got to be a victim here. We have to be a victim. We have to find somebody that we can pick on. And so everybody's a racist unless you, you have some sort of melanin in your skin color. And even then, you probably still are. You just don't know it. And so let's admit it together. We'll go through the 10-step program of getting ourselves from feeling like we're feeling like we gave up power, but we really didn't. You guys have to stand up especially now that you're retired or going to be retired and you have a little bit of income that can sustain you, you need to stand up and you need to go to the protest marches. You need to speak up at the city council meetings because these other folks that are on government assistance and don't have time to work, but they have time to stand up and protest and they can do so (laughs) right without, (laughs) you can't do church services. Remember this year ago? Can't do church services, but you can protest. You can burn down things You cannot be socially distanced as long as you're angry. But if you love, if you're singing worship songs, well, then, you know, you have to be socially distant. But if you're angry and you're a victim, well, you can, you know, the virus knows not to come and talk to you. It'll speak to the other guys. So there is a part of this process where maybe, just maybe, your ability to hit a home run on on the sale of your property right? Financially, you now have a lifestyle of income. Listen, I told you, we have, we have products that are, have built into them the ability to keep up with inflation. Products that have the income that ha, that's built into them to grow, oh, I don't know, let's say $1,000 a month now. Uh, in five years, it might be $1,400 a month. And in five years after that, it's $1,800 a month. In other words, the income is going up every year that the market goes up. That is great news because that is how we combat Increasing expenses. Well, if you have those boxes being checked, you have that part of your life being fulfilled, financially speaking, then wouldn't it be great? Isn't it nice? Isn't it convenient that now you have the time to go stand up for what's right? The morality behind the effort. And you can call baloney to some of these people that are out there using student loan money. You know, there, there are people that live forever in a community college circle. And all they do is they get student loan money. They collect the money. Then they drop the classes just before it's too late to get their money back. They get the cash back. And then they enroll and do it all over again next semester. It's a loophole that has been used for years. Whether you use your, and you don't even have to be legal. So in other words, you can go with a different name. You don't even have to have an ID. You could go and say, "Hey, listen, my name is Joe Blow, and I'm from uh whatever pick a pick a country." They say, "Well, do you have any ID? Nope, What's your birth date? one one two thousand. Okay, what's your social? I don't have one. What's your address? uh I, I'm homeless. Give me free stuff. <laughs> you can get a pretty good living in the state of California, Southern California, husband, wife, two kids. Here legally or not, the benefits are around seventy-eight thousand dollars per year. Uh, maybe it wasn't clear. Husband, wife, two kids. Now a lot of these folks have more than two kids. I, I don't know if you know that. Just sometimes, three or five. So it's more than seventy-eight thousand a year. Everything from free cell phones to free electricity. Now, when I say free, you know that I know better than that. <laughs> You, the retiree, has to pay for it. You, the hardworking single mom, has to pay for it. You, the small business owner, husband with your kids and your wife at home, you have to pay for it. And if you think it's just in California, New York, Chicago, Seattle, Portland, no, 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 no. It's in every city that you let progressives creep in. You have to make sure. Here's what you do. You make sure there's strong conservatives that run at the school board level and the city council level and the state assembly and the state senate. You have to have a bench, using baseball terminology, that's deep. You have to have people that are small, medium, and large, beginning, middle, and end. Starting now, in 10 years, maybe they'll be the state uh, assemblyman or or the U.S. congressman or woman. But they have to have, you have to get politically active today because that's what progressives did. And we're running behind, by the way. I don't know if you know that. They took over the schools a long time ago. A very conservative state of Texas has the craziest, wackiest people ever uh, in the Dallas School Board. Look at some of the rules, some of the curriculum that comes out of the Dallas School Board. Now, they're in a sea of sanity, but they're an island of insanity. So I'm telling you, if it can happen there, it can happen anywhere. That's why you have to get on the school boards. That's why you have to get involved in the city council meetings. That's why you have to get out and speak out when the crazies want to implement silly laws and silly taxes. It's up to you. It's how you're going to have healthy grandchildren, children, have a healthy retirement. It's by keeping these these uh, progressives in check. Hey, thanks for being a part of my show. Triple eight, ninety nine 99 Retire. 888 997 3847. I'm Arif Hallaby. Have a great day.
0: About financial power, the total financial hour. Now, Arif has a plan for me. Higher income strategy. I'll retire comfortably thanks to Arif Halaby. Now, every dollar's got a job to do. Arif makes your money work for you. Learn about financial power, the total